Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Refs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about holidays. Holidays. What's a holiday? It's a respite. From all the hard days that are to come <laughs> and that have happened. <laughs> or to be more accurate, it's a it's a day to celebrate something important. <laughs> yeah. And it is a really important thing that exists in the world, and yet for the most part, it isn't really talked about as much in-game as one would think, really. So before we get into our views of implementation, I'm just kind of curious to check in with you. How much do you think holidays actually get talked about in the books? Not at all. Not actually. Yeah, Incorrect. not at all. Correct. No, holidays get talked about a lot, actually, in books. Do do? I which don't is part of what that. makes it then I don't so read unusual. Yeah. 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 So holidays are mentioned <laughs> in uh the dungeon master's guide mythic odysseys of theros eberron rising from the last war uh baldur's gate descent into avernus uh explorer's guide to wildmount and i'm sure there's a couple that i just don't have tabs open for right now so it's mentioned a lot and it's not just a list of like there is a holiday like those ones that i mentioned for the most part have actually a good amount talking about it like in Wild Mount, there's actually just a whole page just talking about holidays and seasons and such. There's actually a lot of stuff about calendars in general, but to be honest, I'm just not as interested in the calendar angle of things. But uh, yeah, in uh, Eberron, there's an entire section actually of quite a lot of holidays. There's about two pages worth in that one. The Dungeon Master's Guide has another page when talking about the uh, use of calendar as well. Um, 
Waterdeep Dragon Heist has another mention of some of the more common annual holidays. It 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 comes up a fucking lot, in all honesty. And yet, in actual game, when was the last time that you actually like experienced an in-game holiday? Uh I mean, that was the holiday that we had towards the end of Arc 1. So, yeah. I don't remember. Was um, it just a festival carnival. or was it a holiday? Festival, kind of holiday. Fuck. Close enough. So, on that note, we should actually talk a little bit more about what you actually do consider as a holiday. So, what? So, a holiday, technically, by like the normal. Well, by the etymology, it is a holy day. So whether you do decide to just make religious events as part of your D&D world's holidays, that makes sense. It is a, you know, very uh, faith influenced world due to the more common presence of deities. But whether that is what you want to just include or whether you do want to also just have, you know, your festivals, your local events and all of that stuff included. The latter is what I do recommend myself. So with that being said, then how or what or why? Let's actually start with the last one as the really important one. So, Nathan, why do we care about putting holidays into a D&D game? So holidays in your world might have, this is what I would use holidays for, especially for more fun things. They are dates of note, dates of power, and dates where shit can happen. And um, putting it that way, so for example, for example, um, let's say that in a couple years time in Riftwake, the day that the demon war ended uh, becomes a holiday to celebrate the fact that the demons are gone, right? Wouldn't it be fun if on the same day where people are celebrating um, all this stuff, every single time there's this group that tries to bring back the demon because um, it's the demons to this world because it's on that night where it's uh, easiest to do so. And a group of adventurers needs to stop them at every single time. Now, isn't that fun? (laughs) That's a word that you can use. But yeah, honestly, that would actually also just make sense to me, at least with, you know, my logic brain of like, ah, yes, the reason that it was done when it was is because that is the day of the year. That the barriers between worlds are thin. So that could be like your Halloween, like in world. Exactly. Yeah. like And that totally works. And like, that's honestly just one of the fun things about D&D holidays in general. Yes, you can absolutely just transfer over, you know, just these are the real holidays that exist and then just to put those into your D&D world and you can do that. And that's fine. And that's honestly like what I did more often than not. But besides that, just what is it that you want for holidays? So how much relevance and importance do you put on holidays is the first question that I would ask yourself, because if this isn't something that is of a lot of importance to you, then maybe it is the kind of thing where you just jot down a couple, you know, you've got, you know, your solstices, you have like, uh, you know, kingdom anniversary kind of thing. And that's it. And honestly, just doing like those three things could be enough. 
Um, actually, one that I also just don't see often, which is slightly unusual, is birthdays. For some reason, like birthdays just aren't something that usually gets talked about in a D&D game because, you know, your characters live through a significant amount of time for a long campaign. So if you are like playing a game and actually like spacing out your time, like it's entirely possible that a couple of months to maybe even a couple of years can pass over the course of a campaign. And yet birthday is just something that isn't even thought about by a majority of D&D players. <laughs> Maybe, but if, on the other hand, you'd think that in a D&D world, like birthdays would be even a bigger deal because like, yes, I survived another year. Just one more. Just, woo. just one more. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, just, you know, any day survived is a good day in that kind of situation. Right. But, but yeah, like when was the last time? Like, have you ever even heard of anyone consider just thinking about a character's birthday? I mean, um it's partially to blame to the fact uh, that generally timekeeping in D D is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would agree with that, but I, I mean I also I personally numbers. find it like a nightmare because <laughs> I personally have absolutely no idea what technically the date is in Riffwick. <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. Alright, let's actually go on a quick tangent then to actually talk about calendar briefly. This is definitely not something that I would want to devote a full episode to, though, just because <laughs> I don't find it interesting. So thinking about what kind of calendar you want in your world can be a helpful thing. Like if you want to just can be a Remy really? and have and have like, you know, 42 day months and just have a totally strange, uh, unique no. calendar with different That's names that I translated <laughs> into other languages so that I know what they call the different months and days. You can do that, but it, this is one of those few situations where even my players just said, fuck you, Remy. No, we're just not going yes. to. <laughs> yeah. So like this is one of the few things that I actually just ended up having to retcon for the sake of my own game. I invented like Thank a whole you. complicated calendar, but they were like, no, we're going to say I'll see you on Tuesday. We're not going to use these words. We're not going to, you know, talk about that. No. Okay. Like, okay. I, there's no. a couple reasons is that calendars are, and like anything to do with time, our system, like any base measurements that we use as people, our systems that we've been trained to and understand, trying to change it as we have seen with the Americans and their stupid imperial system is very hard. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And like, so that's why I really do suggest just stick with 12 months, 365 days, and that's fine. Like, the official calendar of like the D&D Forgotten Realms is that it is just 365 days, 12 months of 30 days each with a couple of just special holidays to just make up those extra couple. So then no more stupid February and no more 31 day months. So honestly, I kind of like that one a little bit more than the real one. But anyway, your mileage may vary. The point being think about your calendar and think about a spread of holidays and just like make this known to your players at the start 
and let them either pick or roll a birthday for their character. Maybe their character does just make the choice. Yeah, I don't want to make a big deal of my birthday, but it's still it's a little detail that's just nice to know about. Because, again, this is a world where it is a bigger deal to survive another year, especially if you're an active adventurer. So celebrating right. your birthday, if you're an adventurer, would honestly make sense. And maybe that's the kind of situation that could lead to like a beach episode for your party where it's just like they decide to just explore something fun in the world. I was thinking more like day 54. I think it's my birthday today. We've been trapped here for weeks. (laughs) God damn it, Nathan. (laughs) Why are you you? (laughs) It's all fun Uh. that way. Not all worlds are going to have terrible things happening all the time. You as the dungeon master have the choice about whether you want to lean to more grimdark or more hopeful. Suffering. (laughs) But the point being, though, regardless of which angle you lean towards, just having your characters know their birthdays can be a really nice thing to do, whether it is for the sake of drama, like Nathan's point, or whether that is to decide, you know, hey, let's just take a vacation. Like if we're in a time period where like there isn't a pressing quest or if it is something that can just, you know, wait an extra day, then you can just devote a session even to just let's find something fun to do. And that's also something that can just be fun from the world building perspective, which is there are a lot of monsters in the D&D world. However, for all of the high magic stuff that may exist in D&D, you don't really see a lot of fun things. Like we talked before in, uh, you know, Safari and Circus. Like, there's a lot of cool shit out there, but that doesn't normally come up in a and d game. So using something like a birthday or using holidays in whatever form that takes gives you a chance to flex your creative muscles to put more things in there. And if you are just an absolute monster like Nathan, you can also use holidays for the sake of some darker things as well. So use the kind of thing where it is that kind of Halloween angle of like the barriers between worlds are thin. So there might be like warlock or demon types shenanigans going on around the world. Or you could also have it be the kind of thing where it's more that like, you know, vampire mythos that exists in some stories of, you know, every full moon, you know, when the when blood is spilled in this land, you know, a red cloud covers the moon and the castle of insert vampiric name here, you know, appears on the hill and stuff happens like having there be holidays where that could be like the, you know, cosmic alignment for things to happen or whether that is like the trigger for some, you know, curse to end or some like celebration of some creature that has just been imprisoned or locked away. Like, use anniversaries, milestones, holidays. All of these things are culturally important and using them in a D&D game is just something that you should do because there are 
those types of situations that are the what just what shapes a culture. So to use the kind of American examples, there are just a handful of you know legal holidays where it's generally the norm for people to have off from work if you know you're in the type of job where that can happen. So you have, you know, Christmas, you have, you know, something like Columbus Day, you have July 4th. So those three things give good examples of different types of holidays to have a religious event, to have a cultural event, and to have a regional event. So I was thinking, right, another kind of holiday you can have, like holiday in quotations, is like stuff like summer and winter, uh, winter solstice. Absolutely. So something more in the line of the, you know, powerful days of bullshit, right? And then the question that I would immediately ask, is that a lore thing or is that a mechanics thing? Are there going to be days of the year where magic itself may act differently? Oh, that's like dangerous and fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine, like, as an example, talking about the solstices, maybe like the winter solstice is the most powerfully magical day of the year. And on that day, like you can just decide like how nuts you want to go with it, but to have something mild ish, but still kind of neat, like maybe that's the day all spells of, of first level are able to be cast as if they were cantrips. So just no first level spells (laughs) consume a spell slot. Oh, that's brilliant. You would have all sorts of stories about um, well, starting on winter. No, actually, it's a big question of like, yeah, it, it really plays into like that strategy when you're thinking about wars and such and like plans mm-hmm. for organizations. So like if you want a particularly difficult magic spell to be cast, well, there's one obvious day of the year to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe it could just be something like that. It could be as simple as, you know, maybe you know, ritualists, you know, if that's a thing that you use in your world, have advantage on a check on that day if you're really having them roll to see if their thing works. So it is the kind of thing where it's just like they have an advantage on whatever their scheme is. But even just like something as potentially simple sounding as my, you know, cantrip first level spell thing, that would mean infinite goodberry. That would mean infinite uh, cure wounds, for example, or a lot of or uh a silent image to imagine just the chaos illusionists would be able to cause on that day. Like it would be a struggle to manage just a city on that day because that would have a lot of runoff effects that I honestly can't even imagine. But also just because I like thinking about things in terms of balance, how insane would it be if on the summer solstice you just Either if you want to go the hard, hard route, the day of no magic. Like imagine if on the summer <gasps> solstice, magic could not be cast. Imagine if there's like some sort of uh, Luddite uh, <laughs> faction. Ugh. I, I just I can't stand the idea of a Luddite faction, especially in a magical world. Like not. I don't like the, <laughs> the, the whole idea of like people who are anti-magic in magical worlds just kind of irks me. Like, especially if it is like a high magic world where like anyone might be able to learn magic. But like in a world where like there are people who have magic and then people who don't, 
yeah, that's totally fair in that situation because then it sucks to be the one without what, what magic. What is uh, the basis of the premise? Is they're like magic taints the soul; it makes you weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that. Don't um, like it. I, I'm sure you'll be happy to know and that there's I a country and it turns out there. Out they were right. There's a country in the world and riff like that, and I believe exactly that. Yeah. Well, I want to either not go there or kill them all. Oh, that's going to be fun when we come to it. <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes. Well, also, we'll see what character I'm playing at that point. Exactly. Because that would definitely affect things like Morris, Nor, or my newer one will have very different reactions to that. So holidays. Anyway. Yes. But yeah, but think about something like on the summer solstice, maybe it could like so the extreme version would be just like a day of no magic. How insane would it be in a high magic D&D world where there's a, a day every year where there just is no cast magic? That'd be nuts. Like that would absolutely be the day where like all of the more villainous types would try to like plan out their coups and invasions for that day. Right. Because they're just to have to not have magic able to be used against them. Like you could just plan out to like train a non-magical force to take advantage of that fact. And that's just that'd be fucking terrifying. Like, how would you like I, I can't even imagine just the changes that that would have. Or imagine if like you are an adventurer and you do just kind of lose track of days, which very easily happens. Like that would be very troublesome, to say the least. <laughs> Like or like if you do want to have it just more uh, sort of balanced with what I was talking about before, like maybe you have the balance be like on the winter solstice, like instead of the what I said before, let's actually change it up to be a little bit more powerful even. So let's say on the winter solstice, it's just that every cast magic oh. just requires one lower level spell slot. So like a ninth level spell would be cast with an eighth level spell slot. So all of a sudden, like the uh, Blackthorn types would be able to cast two wishes on that day. Or on the other hand, that still then means then that a uh, first level spell would be counted as a cantrip. So that's just a more expanded version. And then just balance it on the summer by just have it be everything costs one spell slot more. So imagine if like you can't cast cantrips on the summer solstice. So a cantrip takes oh, a first shit, level spell suck. slot. Oh, it's suck. just like Remy is like, okay, time to clean no, the bloodstain. Like, it doesn't work. Oh no. And then I'm like, yes. <laughs> the one win. Uh, Finally. And like my uh my ring of prestidigitation <laughs> is only able to just like cast once before it needs to recharge. Right. And then it's just that uh, one day that you come back and your your your, your clothes are stained with no, blood. No, we, like, no, yeah. no, we take off on the summer solstice. We do not adventure on the summer solstice. <laughs> we do not. It's like, oh, you you um you uh, trip and uh, cut yourself. <laughs> it's a trick of blood. Oh, I can't cast a heal until tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's like Dirty, well, you got nicked I'm by sweaty, something. I'm gross. I hate everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious not gonna lie <laughs> uh, but anyway yeah the point being like you can absolutely make the choice of having it be just like lore significant days or have there be mechanical effects so just to you know toss it back to you for a moment are there any other mechanical benefits that you think would be interesting to see for a holiday um i would say that other mechanical benefit 
Yes. Hmm. <clears throat> Maybe something along the lines of like honestly generally speaking it has stuff to do with magic because that's like the most easy sort of um mm -hmm. way to go about it right that's a traditional sort of thing oh I, I can't think of anything right now just like what what do you have i mean it can be whatever you want it to be so to so again a lot of holidays i automatically do think about the gods correlation so imagine something imagine like each god has a holy day throughout your year. So that would be a relatively easy thing to manage if you have like a smaller pantheon. But if you have like right. a, you know, more typical D&D setting of like 20 or 30 <laughs> gods, this that like might every end other up day. being a tad much. <laughs> every other day. Yeah, oh, like, it's, um... That's something that I've thought about. Like, is it just that there are that many like holy uh, days in a D&D world? Like, especially imagine, imagine if you have like the kind of world where there's more gods even. Right. Like, does like, everyone have a day and like getting... every other day is a holiday? Right, like how, how would that even work? <laughs> and like would gods does, fight right. if they if it like falls on the same day? It's like, hey, um, you're stepping on my turf, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only so many days uh, in the year. I, I was thinking like something along the lines of like talking about gods and stuff and holy days. Like Maybe for something like my exemplar system, holy shit, that'd be fun. <laughs> what, if like on their holiday they get some kind of buff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and honestly, that's the kind of thing that might make sense. I mean, also, I mean, imagine you could really just go nuts with the idea oh, of a holiday. Shit, that is of, imagine if you actually have like a day where like whatever is like the biggest holiday of the year for your world the gods right. literally like opened the gates of olympus or you know whatever your version is <laughs> it's just literally just like it's any bring people your there humans to, to to olympus day bring your gods to the material plane day <laughs> bring your gods to the material plane day it's great <laughs> And like you could totally do that and just like what would it happen? Like what I can't imagine what would be like the normal response to like imagine if all if just like every year God just like showed up somewhere in the world and just like, yeah, so, yeah what's I'm up? just going to be here for the next, you know, just here until midnight. Yeah, this is God, 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 yeah. con. God, God. <laughs> Yeah, just like the rules, like you're not allowed to ask, you know, why am I here? You know, you can't ask, like, what is the meaning of life? I'm just don't not going to answer. So don't waste your no question. No asking for nudes. Um, no feet pics. <laughs> uh, well, no, you just have to donate a certain amount, amount to the church. Right. <laughs> this only is fans account. It's great. <laughs> it's only so fans blasphemous. Account. Uh, it's great. <laughs> <sighs> Here's what we do on the on the R and R podcast. Bless you. <laughs> I just sorry for some, that. Just triggered a thought that has honestly never occurred to me. Like in a world with active gods, like you would could there have be that. like would there like, be imagine like the, some the goddess Apollo of type some, god something like that? Yeah, like imagine god if you had like or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, would there be anyone who would just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you donate like a thousand gold to the, uh, you know, the temple, then all of a sudden then you'll gain like you'll be able to get like, uh, you know, a gem that has like an 
<laughs> nude image of the goddess inside. <laughs> uh, questionable dealings. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly thinking now, I, this is something that I'm going to implement in my world because the god of love oh, no. in my world, he would absolutely do that. It's like Remy's world has pornography. <laughs> I mean, that is already the case, yeah. But just oh, the fact that he would just like allow there to be like porn of him. It's like, yeah, I think yeah, I look damn absolutely fly. Would. <laughs> it's like I look damn fly. Well, I mean, considering that you know that God does have like a known favorite brothel, like it wouldn't be that out of character for him. It wouldn't be out at all out of character <laughs> right. for him, really. Like it, no, like that wasn't a joke. It actually is like known to the world. Like you know, yeah, like once a month on like the third Thursday, he goes to this place. Like, just leave him alone, though. That's his him time. I was up. <laughs> yeah, it's just he likes that brothel. Anyway, the point being, though, like associating a holiday to a deity could also allow you to just make it something that is, you know, relevant to them. And there's, you know, good and bad ways that you could do that. Maybe there is like, you know, I'm just going to use the let's just say uh, Apollo, you know, Greek god of the sun. So, okay. So on, you know, whatever is his holiday, maybe it's the kind of thing like maybe he's like his is the summer solstice and the effect in world might just be like, yeah, it's the summer solstice, but it's also just like 10 degrees hotter everywhere, which means like it is deadly to be in any kind of desert on that day. And so there are just like certain places in the world that are just very inhospitable and like or it could just be something else like maybe looking instead at the profile of healing instead of the sun and like imagine if there was just like a day in a D world where just uh, healing boost you know, every hour you just regain 1d6 hit points no i was thinking more along the lines of things being easier to heal or things being able mm-hmm. to heal without um casting high level spells or spells at all which would be amazing so let's say somebody has like a very bad injury and they're expected to die in a couple months or something like that it's just like hey um it's probably the best time to get that surgery you need hmm. okay or it could be the kind of thing like normally like lesser restoration isn't going to work on certain magical diseases but maybe like on right. like the day of healing it is oh, able shit, to cool. heal the unhealable that would be really cool. And then it's the kind of situation where a family is just trying to like support their loved one. Like yeah, you just have to them hold on for two long. more months, two more, like in, if you can and survive they die two months the day before, yeah, the day before I fucking knew you would say that you piece of shit. <laughs> <sighs> and not even to the disease, you know, like, like they, they were feeling slightly better. So they decided to go out for a walk and then they get shanked by a player. Correct. That's great. Um, <laughs> Uh, damn it nathan <laughs> but anyway nobody can so, be yeah so we were talking about the the more like magical angle of things but you know obviously in our world that's rather impossible so it is also worth worth thinking about the other types of holidays which is the more cultural leaning so in a D world what are the kinds of events that would warrant a celebration? Uh, the end of an era, the beginning of an era. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, that's yeah, new that's king, all you technically so so really need. Yeah, right. like having yeah, change of dynasty, uh, something like you know you were saying earlier, the end of the demon war. 
absolutely should be a holiday because it's like yay we're not dying anymore good at yay hey that is a the best reason to have a holiday yay we're not dying anymore it's still not technically true but okay (laughs) we're dying a whole lot less than before still worth celebrating (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that now let's go ahead and just kind of tangent the viewpoint a bit so we've been talking about just types of holidays but how would holidays potentially influence the game world what do you mean by that so i want to talk so yeah i didn't phrase that great in retrospect so i want to think more about like the cultural angle of the holidays itself and not just magical effects just in having different holidays in different places you also then have cultural effects of different days having different meanings so just to give a kind of example of that like let's just say that dwarves have a certain holiday that like they celebrate as the day that you know uh you know moradin created the first dwarves and it's just his holy day but then you have like a, a bunch of dwarves that live in that like let's just say they were hired to work building some building in a city so like they're there for a couple of months and it just happens that this holiday just falls during that work frame. You know, the dwarves would, you know, of course, assume that, oh, yeah, of course, you know, we're, we have to we take off that day. It's, you know, Moradin Day. Right. But then, you know, the human the who owns the project. No, what are you talking about? You you work for me. No, you don't fucking get the day off. Oh, right. Like cultural conflicts happen. And that yeah. is the kind of thing that. Well, I definitely do just see happen in the real world and anything that can create a source of conflict in the real world can be implemented into D&D. Right. I mean, every day is a holiday if you make it one. (laughs) I mean, really, like if you look at the entire world of Earth, every day is some holiday or a few holidays because there are lots of regional um, ones, specific ones or... Einstein uh, discovered EMC Square. Let's go with that. <laughs> like, oh, this day uh, the nuke was you know, made. Or my favorite one, September nineteenth, International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Actual holiday. There's a uh, lot of questionable holidays. <laughs> you're not wrong, and like that's part of the point, though, is that in your D and D world, how much of that are you willing to implement? So I really can see a slippery slope here and i'm sure this is going to be a shocking statement coming from me but (laughs) i don't suggest going completely nuts and making like every single potential holiday that can exist because the whole reason to do anything in a DD game is is the thing that i'm doing adding something to my game and to my world because if you have, Lore. you know, 300 holidays on your calendar, but Jesus. your player characters never, never ask about what day it is, right? then what was the point of you taking all of that time? So using holidays and planning for holidays, don't overdo it. Don't do Not what I that. typically um, do with things. Like, to be more accurate, I, I believe what... Um, I can add to that is if you are going to be planning holidays and stuff, use them, um, use them in your world, use them as plot points, use them as things that the players can experience while visiting a town. 
Absolutely. And on that note, talking about a town specifically, there are going to be regional events as well. And that Holiday is another towns. thing that can be actually, quite that's, fun. That's something I, I just said something and I realized that it's actually something that could be interesting. I said holiday mm -hmm. towns and essentially that these little settlements that just are created next to holy spots. But at any other time of the, of the year, it's just a empty, you know, patch of grass. So like people yeah. gather and they just form this community of people who actually celebrate the thing. And honestly, that's the, another kind of thing that could make a very, very easy conflict in a D&D game. Imagine that there is, you know, this town that has this, you know, local holy site. But then let's just say that like some orc tribe has been like run off from where they were living before and they just, you know, find this like you know pre-settled area that just is empty and they're like this is great they just settle in and then it might take like a couple of months for any friend from the town to even notice that they're there and then oh no you know these orcs are now just in our holy site do we try to chase them off again do we have to do we try to make some kind of peace with them like do we crusade. end up <laughs> crusade let's go uh... But yeah, uh, you, you just keep finding ways to throw me off. <laughs> anyway, in summary, holidays are something that you can absolutely utilize in your Dungeons and Dragons world to help shape the culture of your world to help flesh it out as a more lived in place. But I do advise caution to only add enough to add to that effect and not go too overboard and only add oh, fucking hell. I just got way repetitive with that and I'm going to scrap it and start over. <sighs> in summary, holidays can be an absolutely fantastic resource to help set a feel to your world by adding events that can shape the culture of a local area or of the world itself. But I do also suggest being a little bit more cautious to not overdo it and put unnecessary extra work in yourself and only add what is necessary to shape your world as you want it to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash riftwakepodcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media, on Twitter, at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, on Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash Riftwake Podcast, and you can send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.